Hallelujah. <clears throat> we bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we do humbly ask and request in my name of Jesus for the Holy Spirit give us understanding here in this hour that we in. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, hallelujah. You may be seated. How's everybody doing? Now, what we're going to do, again, we're going to embark upon something that seems to be mute in the society that we're living in now. We're going to deal with the resurrection of Christ. And we're going to nail it down according to the word of God of what it says. Now, the problem that we're having today is, is that I can't find anything about Christianity that is true. And of course, after uh, a while looking and you can't find something, um, sooner or later you'll develop the attitude and you'll just give up. Are you following me? But the purpose and intent of this is not to dispel the lies of Christianity because just this doctrine itself does it along. Uh, the reason why we're hitting on these subjects and um, is to give the Israelite of God, the Israelites, you, the Israelite of God, um, understanding. You see, I personally believe that we as the people of the Most High should be doing everything that we can to get back to our Hebrew roots. And the reason why I believe that is because we have had our heritage taken away from us. And Christianity, all of us have been affected by it and has been instrumental in doing it. And so it's our job, um, and it's my job especially, according to Jeremiah 3.15, which he says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And that knowledge is of him and not of vain doctrines, religions, and traditions of men. So what we're going to do, we're going to fine-tune this here tonight. Um, to get something um, good on record. And um, y'all just have to bear with myself and Brother Shane and, and on Elder Doug and the people who uh, help us immensely in um, helping us to come to understanding about a lot of things. Because, you see, I think that the Most High wants us to have a good understanding. I've always believed that. Of his feast days. The key is, is that these are not feasts of the Jews. God clearly says in Leviticus that these are my feast days. These are my festivals. These are my holy days. When you understand that, and you can understand that the king himself, the most high, he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's easy to dispel all the notions and the motions that we've believed when you only come from his perspective coming from that book. Now what's amazing to me is, is that we have one eternal, one creator, one most high of all men. All right? Is that right? Make sure that he don't have a signal too hot. All right. And we have all these different schools of thoughts and all these different philosophies.
and all these different teachings. And the reason being is because people somehow, some way, love resurrecting dead man's traditions. They'll tell you what some dead teacher has done taught them and they'll hold on to it as if they're clenching for their last breath. Well, I choose to believe what's always been around and what's eternal. It was here before we got here and it'll be here when we're gone. And that's the word of God. Hallelujah. Um, but we're going to touch on a subject here tonight that is hardly ever spoken of. I don't care where you go. You hardly ever hear about it. Those of us that are in the know, we know that Jesus did not die on what the world calls a good Friday. Is that right? And resurrect on what you call the first day of the week or a Sunday morning. Is that right? What we're going to do is bring more clarity to this because, I mean, I'm going to try my best. It's a strenuous thing to do because we have been sold so many lies that it's a very rough thing to try to impart the truth. Have you ever, you never realized in all your life how easy it is to accept the lie and how hard it always has been to embrace the truth? Well, I've got to talk from two perspectives, possibly three, just in order to bring understanding. What we are dealing with right here is what is called the Gorganian calendar. In other words, this is the way that we in this American society have been taught to reckon time. The circles that you see up here represent one complete day according to the Genesis account in the Bible. Now, Brother Ed, I'm going to need you to go ahead and set up over here. Y'all get him a mic set up, okay? And I'm going to have him to do some reading. When we get finished with this tonight, there should be no doubt in anybody's mind what the truth is. We're going to try to explain this and make it so simple that it'd be just as simple as you understanding the Sabbath day. You know how easy that is. Hallelujah. But we've got to actually bring you from the mindset that we're at right now in order to get you on God's mindset, the way he thinks. Are we, are we understanding? Again, what we're dealing with here is the Gorganian calendar. Now, the Bible says over in Genesis, the first chapter, and we're going to turn that just for a minute, and it starts at the fifth verse. We're going to see how the Most High, the Eternal, reckons time, okay? Because we're going to be dealing with two or three different um, philosophies or schools of thought. Now, I'm only interested in the one. Hallelujah. But for the sake of understanding, we've got to go this way. All right? Genesis, the first chapter starting at verse, read verse 5, Brother Ed. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Okay. Now, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. Is that what it said? Mm -hmm. And notice he said the evening and the morning were the what? The first, first day. day. So right here you have an evening. The way that God reckons time is there's a night period that comes before the day period. 
I don't mean to insult anybody intelligence in here, but I have to keep it simple. All right? So the evening and the morning makes up one complete day. Just to make sure that we understand what he's saying and that he hasn't changed his mind, um, read the eighth verse. Okay. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. The evening and the morning were the what? Second day. So we still see that God's timetable works by an evening and a morning. Is that right? Mm -hmm. He works by an evening and a morning. Verse 13. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And mind you, in between all this, he's creating because he's the creator. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And you can go all the way down. Verse 19. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So we get the picture that the king, the eternal, the most high, the creator of the universe, El Ohim himself, Almighty Yah, is creating, and he's and in between each one of these days, you have an evening period and a morning period, which makes up one complete day. Is that right? All right. So we see right here, according to what's written at the bottom right here, we see a thing called Wednesday night, Thursday, Thursday night. Friday, Friday night, Saturday. Now, we're using those terms for the sake of understanding because we know that the commandment teaches us to not let even the name of any foreign gods come out of our mouth. But for, for teaching purposes, we've got to mention the names of these because this is where a lot of people are in their understanding. Mm -hmm. Those of us in the know, we know that this is the fourth day, fifth day, and sixth day. We understand that. Hallelujah. So for understanding purposes, we've got to go that way in order to draw somebody in Amen. to the truth. Is that right? So we know that the Most High made seven complete days. Is that right? That's right. Now what we're going to do is, is we're going to go to the book and we're going to get to some prophecies. All right. We're going to get to the prophecies of the scripture and we're going to deal with a few things because you've got to have the Bible. Is that right? You must have the scripture in order to reckon for time. Now, Colossians 2.8 gives us a warning. It gives us a serious warning. And Colossians 2.8 says, read, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. See, now, this is what we have not done. We have not been aware of any man, especially if, they're on, if they are our own father, our own pastor, our own minister, our granddaddy. We have never been aware of any man. But the Bible says, beware lest any man. In other words, it's not discriminating. Spoil you through philosophy. See, a lot of people have been instrumental in sowing a lot of ideals in our minds from a very young age. And how do you know? that everything that has been taught to you is the truth unless you go check it out for yourself. Amen. You don't know until you check it out for yourself. And that's the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's a warning. Beware means warning. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. That's why you always, brothers and sisters, I want you to listen to me real close. Anytime you're dealing with a man of God, minister, pastor, teacher, no matter who he is, and he does more talking than coming out of this book, you need to be aware. Because the spirit 
and the word agree. Not a spirit and philosophy. Amen. Not a spirit and a tradition. Right. The spirit and the word. They agree. Is that right? Amen. How do we understand that? Yes, sir. Remember, the word was with us. Mm-hmm. And it dwelt among us. You understand that? Mm-hmm. And the word became flesh. Did y'all hear that? The word became what? Flesh. And, it, and the word did what? Dwelt among us. Do we understand that? Do we even understand that passage of scripture? Yes, sir. Well, if we don't understand that passage of scripture, we'll go ahead and give you an understanding. You see, it's important to understand God's time calendar, time frame. And see, those of us in the know, we know that the commandments was given on the Feast of Pentecost. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All right. On the Feast of Pentecost, what did God give the children of Israel? He gave them the word. That's right. Amen. They heard for themselves the creator of the universe speak to them in an audible voice. And not only that, they received his law. Amen. Did y'all hear that? So when we hear and the word became flesh, that voice that you heard on Mount Sinai, our people, actually became flesh in Jesus Christ and dwelt among us. It tabernacled among us. Are y'all listening? Hallelujah. There go that anointing again. I keep telling you. There it is, there it is again. There's that anointing again. Are we getting this? Are we really understanding this? And so the word became flesh and he tabernacled. He dwelt among us because that's what the word dwelt means. Is that right? So the same word that the children of Israel received on the day of Pentecost at the giving of the law was the same word that was made flesh, Jesus Christ, that came and dwelt among us, lived among us, tabernacled among us. Are we all right? Amen. All right. Back over to Colossians 2.8. Read on. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. We live in a society that actually puts forth more of the tradition of men and the laws of this world than they do Christ. Amen. Do you understand that? Tradition has trumped truth in this society. Mm-hmm. And that is the reason why, I'm going to say something again, that the majority of churches, assemblies, and congregations, that's the reason why that their people are bearing the fruit of the particular ministry that they're in. You see, a good tree, Christ said, cannot bring forth corrupt fruit. And a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruit. Is that right? That's right. And when you're dealing with ministries to where people own dope, People are committing adultery and fornicating on drugs, drunks, teenage pregnancies. People are lewd and rude, bitter, obnoxious, envious, jealousy, spiteful, tail-bearer, and backbite. You're looking at the fruit of a ministry. Did y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. All right? 
And let me keep going because, I, I, you know, I'll get to preaching here in a minute. But I'm yeah. trying to stay in a teaching mode. That's, that's a rough thing for me to do. Yes, sir. <laughs> but people are being spoiled today by traditions and laws of this world rather than the laws of Christ. Amen. Now, we are a different kind of people. We are holy people. Um, our laws and our statutes and our commandments are a whole lot different than the, the people of this world and the people who are around us. Amen. We belong to the king of the universe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we put his law and his statutes and his commandments above any law of the land or of the people. We put his holy days above all vain holidays. Am I making any sense? Yes, sir. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm laying a blueprint here, a blueprint, all right? The prophecy of what we're getting ready to deal with is the day that Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. All right? Daniel 9, 27 is where this prophecy is contained. Read. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. For one week, mm -hmm. he's going to confirm the covenant. Read on. And in the midst of the week. Now, that's where we're dealing with, with this day right here, which is the fourth day of the week, what they call Wednesday. Mm -hmm. That is considered the mist of the week. Amen. Are y'all listening? Mm -hmm. All right, read on. He shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Mm -hmm. And for the overspurning of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Did he not cause all the sacrifice and oblations to cease? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every bit of it. Mm -hmm. You know, people are not openly doing sacrifices today. Right. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. No matter what religion people are. I don't know what they're doing behind closed doors, but I know openly they're not doing it. Amen. Is that right? So he calls it to cease. Is that right? Yes, sir. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to, again, we read the old covenant account of the Genesis account of what Mose had already written, how God records time. Now we're going to go to the new. John 11, verse 9. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? Now, when Jesus was speaking 12 hours in a day, he was speaking of the particular day, light period time. So if there are 12 hours in a day, then guess what? It's not hard to figure that there are what? 12 hours in the night. Uh -huh. Because the evening and the morning makes up one day. Is that right? That's right. Come on now, read on. If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. Amen, because he seeth the light of this world. Now, Jesus is speaking dual right there, because the, he is the light of this world. And if you, if you really want to see, then you take a look at him. Amen. Is that all right? Yes, Hallelujah. Because remember, he, he called people blind Pharisees all the time. Yeah. Yes, he did too. Hallelujah. Now, Mark 7, verse 7, we're going to get another warning again. We're going to read on down to verse 9. Read. How be it in vain do they worship me? This is what we're dealing with today. I'm sorry to inform you, brothers and sisters, but all your years of being in the Baptist church, the Catholic church, the Apostolic church, the Mormon church, the Church of Christ, um, the Pentecostal church, and all these other so-called school of thoughts out here, Methodist, Episcopalian, I don't care what flavor it is. True holiness, true holiness sanctified of the first day, true church of God of deliverance, I don't care what label you put on it. In vain, you have worshipped him. Amen. In vain. Read on. 
teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Are you not amazed how the people can tell you what the doctrines of a man is and a philosophy of a man is as opposed to the commandments of God? Amen. Are you not amazed at that? You go to these institutions out here, you learn more about their philosophy and their tradition and their teachings than you do what the book says. Amen. This is the reason why we are viewed so contrary to the rest of the world. Because if being legal is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Amen. I just think that God means what he says and says what he means. Amen. Am I making sense? Yes, if there's a such thing as being wrong for being too holy, then I'm not going to be right. Am I making any sense? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, whereas in excess, but be what? Filled with the spirit. That's the type of drunk I want to walk on every day. <laughs> every Amen. single day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can't have the spirit without the word. Amen. Is that right? That's right? Because the spirit and the word, what did they always do? Agree. They agree. Hallelujah. Amen. Read on. For laying aside the commandment of God. See what they've done? When you embrace Sunday, and see this is what this teaching is going to do. It's going to knock out of the ballpark a Sunday resurrection. It's going to really knock it out, way out. What we're doing again is identifying Christianity again as one of the biggest lies that has ever been propagated on the human, the human race itself. You think about the three main pillars of Christianity, and all three of them are false from the word go. Easter. There's nowhere in the Bible that teaches us as Israelites to celebrate Easter. Matter of fact, it doesn't teach anybody who names the name of Christ to celebrate Easter. Amen. Christmas. All these are forbidden pagan holidays that have nothing to do with Christ. Amen. They're not making any sense. Yes, and then the last but not least, calling Sunday the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Where is that in there? Where's the institution of it? Where did Christ repeal the Sabbath day in the New Covenant? He didn't, did he? Nope. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. Even down, I can keep going even down to the birth of Christ. They got him being born when there's snow on the ground in the middle of, De at the end of December on the 25th. When you research it, you'll find out that Christ, I'm sorry, brother, but he just did not die on no December 25th. Somebody said, well, how do you know what day he died? I mean, how, well, he just was not born on December 25th. He was not born on December 25th. Well, how do you know what day he was born? Because I know God's calendar. Amen. I know God's calendar. Amen. Well, what day was he born, Pastor Dow, since you know it all? Hmm? He was born during the Feast of Tabernacles. We just got finished telling you. And the word was made flesh. And it, and it dwelt among us. That word dwelt means tabernacle. Amen. I don't make any sense, brother and sister. That's the reason why it's hard to figure this thing out, brother and sister. If you don't, if you know American Christianity, you're going you're gonna to misapply and misunderstand everything about God that there is. Matter of fact, you won't even have a real genuine Holy Spirit. Because the real genuine Holy Spirit always leads and guides you in all truth. And the real genuine Holy Spirit will always lead you to keep the commandments. Amen. Hallelujah. Read on, brother. Ye hold the tradition of men 
as the washing of pots and cups, mm -hmm. and many other such like things mm -hmm. you do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. Does not Christianity full well reject the commandment of God that they may keep their own tradition? Amen. Is that just not a defiance, a slap in God's face? Amen. By saying that, well, we know that the Sabbath day is Saturday, and you'll get a lot of people will tell you that. That's right. But we're still going to do Sunday. Yep. Hmm? True. Yeah. Now, the Bible tells me this. Them to know to do good and do it not, it is sin. Do y'all hear that? Ah. Now, all manner of sin and blaspheming shall be forgiven among men, but there's a sin that can't be forgiven. You know what that is? The sin that is not repented of. Uh-oh. So we have all come up under this banner in this American so-called Christian society, so-called Judeo. They tag everything to it. Society. And we've learned nothing but heathenism and paganism and nothing but a philosophy, nothing but a vain tradition, and just been outright deceived. Has nothing to do with Christ. We have full well learned how to reject the commandments of God, but the one thing I can thank the most high for is that he has given us his true Holy Spirit. And every single one of us are now walking in the light because years ago, he looked down and he said, them people need me. They need my word. And he gave us his Holy Spirit. Amen. And we have come out of her because we're his people. Hallelujah. And we're separated because we're his people. Hallelujah. We've escaped. Because we are his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Read on, brother. Let, I'll tell you what. Did you finish that? Yes, sir. All right. Now we're going to go to the prophecy. Jonah 117. Jonah 117. We're going to go ahead and move on because I don't want to make this long. I, just, I do want to bring some understanding. I'm already going to spend enough time on this part right here just to bring about understanding. I got a chart up here and I got a chart down here. Come on with it. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. What did the Lord prepare? A great fish. A great fish. Yes. Is that right? That's what it says. To do what? Swallow up to Jonah. To swallow up Jonah, huh? And read on. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now how long was Jonah in the belly of the fish? Three, three days, days and three nights. Three days and three nights. We want you to be active in this, brother. So that's the reason why this is called Bible study. Amen. We really want you to be active in this. Because, see, all this stuff that we're teaching right now to go forward is going to unthaw you and prepare you for the stuff that's coming. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. All right. Three days and three nights. And you know, according to the Genesis account, that a day consists of an evening and a morning. Mm -hmm. So Jonah was three days and three nights. Is that right? That's right. In the belly of the fish. That's right. Is that right? That's right. Mark 8, 31. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders mm -hmm. and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And after how many days? Three. Three days he's going to rise again. Mm -hmm. Now, again, three days, not three day periods, but three days, meaning complete day and evening and the morning. That's right. Is that right? That's why Christ told us, no, they're not 12 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Are you following me? Now, there's a lie being promoted out there to try to justify every lie of Christianity that there is. And what they say is, is, is they say that the Jews count any part of a day as one complete day. Yeah. Well, that's a lie because I'm a Jew. Yeah. 
That's, that's, that's number one lie. And then even those people over in Israel, that's another lie because they keep Sabbath from sundown to sundown. So they don't teach that. All that is is just something to desensitize your mind. That's right. To get you to go off course and not think. So you can accept a deceitful lie. Now I'm just straight up forward and blunt, brother. So I've always been like that. I'm not going to dress up stuff and call it fables and stuff. I'm going to call it exactly what it is. It's a lie. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three days and three nights, right? That's right. And after three days, the king is going to rise, okay? Now, Matthew 12, 39. Matthew 12, 39. We got to get the word in there, okay? Because it wouldn't do no good to go into this without the word. Amen. We need an understanding. Is that right? Amen. Read on. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Now, that is definitely this generation. Amen. This is an evil and this is an adulterous generation, and it is seeking after a sign. Oh, yeah. Now, Jesus is getting ready to tell us the type of sign, the kind of sign that that particular generation is going to get. Mm -hmm. Read on. And there shall be no sign be given to it. No sign mm -hmm. will be given to an evil and adulterous generation. Now, we understood that he was talking to those people then. He knew it was going to be just as bad today, too. So there ain't going to be no sign given to an evil and adulterous generation, but what? But the sign of the prophet Jonah. But the sign of the prophet Jonah. And what was that sign? For as the Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. How long was Jonah in the fish belly? Three days and three nights. Now, I know that it said whale's belly. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Now, well, Pastor well, why, why come you didn't repeat whale and said fish? What does, um, is that... 2 Timothy 3.16, or is it? No, 1 Timothy 3.16. Go over 1 Timothy 3.16 and hold it for a second. We're going to get there for a second. I want to show you something, okay? This is the reason why God tells us to study, to show yourself approved unto God. Now, listen to me very closely. The prophets who wrote the scriptures were men of impeccable character. They got their message directly from God. And they wrote it down without any mixture of their own thoughts. Are you following me? We have the record that we have today are copies of those records. All right? 2 Timothy 3.16. All right? Are copies of those records. Are you following me? In between the time of the holy prophets... And translators, right. we have had confusion yes, sir. put up on the word. Amen. Now, people will wholeheartedly contest that all the word of God is, is true. Mm -hmm. Won't they say that? Oh, yeah. They will. Yeah, they will. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, read. All scripture. All what? Scripture. All scripture. Now, let me... Let me, y'all do understand I have to go this route. I understand that, um, that I may be kind of, you know what I mean, being elementary with y'all on a lot of points here. But, but this teaching is not only for you, it's, it's for the people out there, okay? Now, all scripture, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is not scripture. No, sir. No. 
they are called the Gospels. Amen. The book of Acts is called the Acts of the Apostles, which you can tell there ain't too many at all today at all, if any. Amen. Because there are t and everybody who calls himself apostle is not doing the works of an apostle. Amen. Amen. When you get to Corinthians and Romans and Ephesians and Galatians and Philemon and Titus and Philippi and First and Second Timothy, and you go all the way down the line, you are dealing with epistles right. or what's called letters right. to the churches. Amen. Am I making any sense? Amen. So even way over there in Timothy, the second letter to Timothy. We are reading that all scripture is given by what? Inspiration, Inspiration of God. God. Some way, somehow, when we read what the scripture says, and then we get over into the New Covenant account, why would they change the fish to a whale? Are you following my train of thought? It said all scripture or some scripture? All. A piece of the scripture. No, all. A little bit of the scripture. All. The one I want of the scripture. All. It said all scripture. All scripture. All scripture just happened to do, are you following me? The law, the prophets, and the Psalms. Mm -hmm. The scripture consists of the, all the way from Genesis to Malachi. Right. Did y'all hear me? That is considered scripture. The law of God or the Torah consists of the first five books of Moshe, Genesis, mm -hmm. Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Numbers. Are you following me? Those, those books. Are you following me? So when you read right here and it says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, do you think God is always inspired? I believe he is. Yeah. He's the only one I know that's creating. And since they, were, since they originated from him and they come from him, where do we get this notion nowadays to say that where well, he's done change? Or this done away with. And we don't even have enough discernment today can, to tell if when we're reading something, no matter if it's in the Bible or not. Right. If it's right or if it's wrong. Come on. Amen. Very good. I'll Remember I told you that the prophets were a men of impeccable character. Yes, but I don't have the same confidence in the people who translated, or let me throw my modern day word in there, translators. The word. Come on. I don't know what kind of men they were. Because the scriptures that was given by the inspiration of God, God called every one of those prophets. Amen. Himself. Amen. Am I making my point yes, for understanding purposes? Yes, sir. So the Psalms, the Proverbs, Moses. All the prophets, they teach us, study, show yourself approved. Are you following me? You need to make your, your hey, it is the honor of kings to search out a matter. Right. You, we got to search it out, brothers and sisters. Right. We got to prove all things Amen. and hold fast to that which is good. Right. Is that right? Amen. And so that's the reason why that pastor I was making a mountain out of a molehill between a fish and a whale. I don't know it was a whale. I know it was a fish. Now, I know I'm reading well, but I know what the prophet Jonah said. Amen. What did that prophet say? Fish. fish. Well, them are the words of Jesus. Jesus would not disagree with the prophets. Right. You know the reason why? Because he was the one that inspired the prophets. Right. Amen. I hope you can understand my speech. Hallelujah. But for the sake of understanding so we don't offend some people, 
we'll say well. <laughs> Jonah should know, right? Yeah, he should. If he was in official way. Right. I mean, I thought he was an eyewitness, wasn't he? I think so. <laughs> I mean, Jonah, boy, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll make these world-class 100-meter track runners today look like pikers, wouldn't he? <laughs> After Jonah got out of that fish, he made a three-day journey in one day. <laughs> that's running. <laughs> there ain't no Ethiopian that's running cross-country got anything on him. <laughs> no. None. <laughs> that brother could run. Amen. You think he was inspired? <laughs> you think he was on the inspiration of God? <laughs> you better believe. You think he had the Holy Spirit on him? <laughs> you better believe he did. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hmm? He was moved with fear, wasn't he? Yes, that fear called him to move out and draw fire to, didn't he? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Read that part again, brother. For as Jonah was in the was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. Come on. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That is the only sign an evil and adulterous generation would get. That Jesus, the Messiah, the King himself would be in the belly of the earth three days and three, three nights. nights. That's the only sign an evil and adulterous generation is getting. Amen. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. All right. Deuteronomy 21, verse 22. I'm going, we're going to a point. We've got to get this out of the way, brother. So we've got to get the word now. Read on. And if a man have committed a sin uh -huh. worthy of death, come on. And he be to, to be, and if he be to be put to death, mm -hmm. and thou hang him on a tree. And you hang him on a tree, come on. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree. So it is a Hebrew custom that when a man dies, that he's not to be hanging all night on a tree. He has to be buried. Are you following me? Get him in the ground. Is that right? Put him in a sepulcher. Is that right? Read on. But thou shalt in any wise bury him that day, for he that is hanged is accursed of God, mm -hmm. that thy land be not defiled, which the Lord thy God giveth thee so, for an inheritance. God didn't want the land of the Israelites being defiled by dead bodies. So he had already made the institution given by the law right here, get him in the ground. Amen. Bury him. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to be dealing right here for a brief moment of time, the Gorganian view of our calendar today, the way we reckon time. All right? Now, we have right here, according to the prophecies of Daniel 9.27, of Christ dying in the midst of the week. Mm -hmm. All right? We have one evening and one morning. Now, the way that the Americans reckon time today, in, or let me say Christianity do, this would be what we call Wednesday night. All right? So we have Wednesday night, and then they call the next day period Thursday day. And then they have Thursday a night period, which will make up the second night. And then they have a Friday day. All right? Mm -hmm. And then they have a Friday night. There's three nights. One, two, three. And then they have a Saturday day. Are you following me? Now, to fit the scripture the way that we read it, 
in the scripture, in the Bible, are you following me? It had to happen this way. Three days and three nights. It could not, there's no way that Christ could have died on a Friday and then you have a Saturday day and then that next period would be a dark period and then resurrect Sunday morning. There's no way. Because all you have, Christ in the grave, fallen Christianity school of thought, is two nights and one day period. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jonah said. That's not what Jesus said. And that's not what what, um, Moses said when he wrote the Genesis account of how you reckon time for a day. Am I making any sense? It is a fallacy. It is a lie. Jesus said three days and three nights. We read that many times in there. Jonah, the prophet himself, was in the belly as well three days Mm -hmm. and three nights. At least I think he should think. I I think he should know. Oh, yeah. He was there. Yeah. If we follow Christianity today, they would have Christ dying on what they call Good Friday. You got a day period. And then you have another night period, which they call Saturday night. And it's not up here. They call it Saturday night. And then that next period of what they call the day, what they will call first day of the week or resurrection Sunday morning. And I'm telling somebody, hey, the Bible's right. Somebody's wrong. Somebody's lying. And I'm telling Christianity is a big fat lie. Amen. Because there's no way. You're going to get two nights and one day period, and he's going to resurrect that next day, and you're going to call that three days and three nights. Amen. I mean, I can count. Amen. Believe it or not, I can count. I went to public school, and that's why I got these numbers up here, because I wanted to make sure that I could count three days and three nights right. I didn't do this to insult your integrity. I did this for my own sake. Because this stuff gets confusing. You understand what I mean? But however, following the Gerganian calendar, that view is still flawed. Amen. Are you following me? Even though we would have, I'm talking about going by these pagan days down here. Are you following me? Because when you follow this viewpoint right here, that Christ died on a Wednesday night, which is true, But when you say Wednesday night and then Thursday, and then you have Thursday night and then Friday, the day period, and you have Friday night and then Saturday, are you following me? These three days are still right. But what's being said down here is wrong. Am I making any sense? Again, these three days are right. But what's being said down here is wrong. Are y'all listening? So you've, it, we're going to just stick with this just for a time, being for understanding, then we're going to get the right way. Okay? So you have Wednesday night one, Thursday night two, Friday night three. Then you have Thursday day one, Thursday day two, and Thursday day three. And then that would put him, if we was to call this, that night period of the first day, what they would call um, Saturday night. Mm -hmm. All right, that day period right here would be considered 
um, Sunday morning. Right. If we're following the circles up here. Okay? And, we're, and I'll draw a circle for sake of understanding. We're coming around to right here. Because you have to have a night period for a day period. Right. All right? And then this would be what you would call Saturday night. This portion right here. This portion would be what Christianity calls Sunday morning. Are we right? Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody got that, right? Yep. So what would have to happen if we're following the days? Are you following? Christ would have had to resurrect right here. And by the time when we read, let's go over here to um, uh, John, the 20th chapter, verse 1. The first day of the week. See, Come here with. we are on the first day of the week, right here. Mm -hmm. First day of the week. But, but there's something that's getting ready to be said right here. Read on. Come with Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark. Ah, so we see that Mary came when it was yet what? Dark. Dark. Y'all see what the red line is? See what the red dot is, the laser? When it was yet dark. If it's still dark, then that means the first day had not came in yet. Amen. Now, the point we're making here is by the time she had got to the sepulcher. Are you following? Mm -hmm. It was still dark. And Christ had already risen because he was not there. Amen. Are you following me? Y'all get this so far? Mm -hmm. All right. Is that what it said? Read that verse again, John 20, verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark. When it was yet dark. Unto the sepulcher, and see if the stone taken away. See if the stone the taken away. Christ had already resurrected. He's not there. Mm -hmm. Are you following? Now, that would support right here a resurrection taking place on the first day of the week. If we follow these, these little pies right here. Are you following me? Are you listening to me? Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, even then, let me re rephrase that. That would not support a resurrection following the first day of the week. Because here's the night period right here. If that was Saturday night, are you following me? That is not Sunday or the first day of the week, the way that the Christians count on their calendar. Right. Amen. I'm making sense. Mm-hmm. Are we making sense? Yes, sir. All right, let's go to Luke and read this account. 24 verse 1 and read all the way to verse 8. And while you're doing it, I'm going to do some erasing. Now, upon the first day of the week. Upon the what? First day of the week. Upon the first day of the week. Mm -hmm. Very early in the morning. Very what? Early in the morning. Very early in the morning. They came unto the sepulchre. Now the key is in this in this wording right here, brother and sister. It says very. It says now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning. You hear that? Upon, 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 upon. So it's it's in harmony with while it was yet dark. Yes. All right, follow me. All right, first day of the week. Read on. 
They came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and uh -huh. certain others with them. Come on. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. That, what did they find? The stone what? Rolled it away. It was rolled away. Read on. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And they entered in and the body was not there. So he had already resurrected before morning time. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's right. All right. Keep reading. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Mm -hmm. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? Now, mind you, they're saying all that, and he had already rose. Mm -hmm. Are y'all hearing it? He had, already, he had already risen. They're there early in the morning on the first day of the week. And they're getting this, this um, symposium from these angels. Mm -hmm. And Christ is not there. Are you following me? Okay. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. On the what day? Third. The third day. Y'all need to highlight that in your Bible. We'll rise again. Is that right? Third day he's going to rise again. Read on. And they remembered his words. And they remembered his words. Now, we had just got finished explaining to you the philosophy of the Christians coming from their perspective from a Gorganian calendar view, which you can see that the time frames that we had up there, those three circles with the evening and morning were right, but yet how they reckon time is wrong. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see that. Now we're going to come from a biblical viewpoint. Now make it sense. Mm -hmm. This is what we was intended to do in a day when time is getting away from us. Didn't we go over this on the Sabbath? All right. So we're going to come from a biblical viewpoint, okay? Following what the scripture says, an evening and a morning makes up what? One day. This day right here, and this would be what the world calls Wednesday, but we call it the fourth day. Are y'all listening? The world calls this Wednesday. We, we're going to leave the world alone for a, a period of time, okay? We just want to give you a starting point. All right? But we're going to stick with God for the rest of this duration, okay? We're going to stick with the, the record. Amen. All right? And the scripture cannot be broken. And, and all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Y'all remember that out there. All you Christians remember that. All you, all you Christians remember that. All scripture. It's given by inspiration of God. So you can't be going away, doing away with scripture. Of course, if you're a Christian, you can keep on doing away with them. I mean, that's the attitude of Christians anyway. Mm -hmm. That's what they do, brother. Sure. They do away with scripture. If they use it at all. Hmm? The opposite of law is not grace. The opposite of law is lawlessness. Amen. Amen. I mean, they'll tell you, for by grace are you saved through faith, and they will tell you, Christians tell you we're not under the law. 
So the philosophy is if you're not under law, and by the time they get friends rewiring your mind, they got you thinking that you're under grace, and so you don't have to be under law. Well, the opposite of law, anybody who got any sense at all. If you're not lawful, then you're lawless. Isn't that right? So the opposite of law is not grace. All right. According to the Genesis account and how we reckon time according to what the Bible says, all right, we've got the fourth day right here. This was the day that Christ died on the tree. Did y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. He hung on the tree at the end of the third day, and then the darkness rolled in to make it the fourth day. Mm -hmm. Are y'all following me? Yep. And Christ gave up the ghost. Now, coming from a biblical viewpoint, viewing an evening and a morning as one complete day, we have the evening, morning, fourth day. Is that right? That's right. Well, let's go on to day two. Day number two would be the fifth day of the week. Is that right? That's right. We have an evening and a morning. Are we doing all right? Yep. We're in the fifth day. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yep. We've already got two days. Is that right? We're going on day three. We have an evening and a morning, which is the what? Sixth the sixth day. We've got three days and three nights. We've got three days and three nights starting from the fourth day, the fifth day, and then we have the sixth day. Is that all right? That's right. Now, I know that people out there are confused. And I have to help make up the hedge for those people. This day, we Israelites call the beginning of the fourth day. That day, the world calls, and Christians, Wednesday. This portion of the fourth day to us is still the fourth day. It's the day period portion. Right. To the world, Christianity, this day is called Thursday morning. Amen. But to us who follow the commandment of God, the evening and the morning makes up one day and to us, according to the record of the Bible, is the fourth day. That was the one complete day, one whole day that Christ had been dead. Amen. To us, this is the beginning of the fifth day. To us Israelites. Amen. To the world, Christians, this is what they call Thursday night. 
To us, the Israelites, this is the day period of the fifth day. The reason why, Brother Ed, can, can you read that, that chart up there? Yeah. Okay. What number is that? One. What number is that? One. And what number is that? Two. And what number is that? Two. Somebody give him a lollipop. <laughs> Somebody give him a lollipop. <laughs> you did pretty good, brother. Thank you. I'm glad you're online. We got, two, we got two days right here for us Israelites. Are you following me? We going to the third day, if y'all don't mind. Oh, that's right. I didn't get the world and the Christians on this day right here, did I? Right. Now, to the world out there, this is what they call Friday morning. Right. Christians. To us, Christ been dead one day. Christ is in the grave two days. Is that right? That's right. To us informed Israelites. And on the sixth day, Brother Ed, yes, sir. we got to depend on you again, brother. All right. All right. For a chance at eternal life. <laughs> what number is that? That's a three. And that one is that's a, a three. That's a three. Brother Ed did pretty good. <laughs> so what we saw a while ago was two complete days, and now this is the third day or the sixth day Christ had been in the grave. How long? Three days and three nights. How do we know it was three days and three nights? Well, the evening and the morning makes up what? One day. There's your evening and there's your morning. One. There's your evening and there's your morning. Two. How you doing back there, Sister Cindy? You teach us in school? Okay. <laughs> we just want to make sure now. There's your evening and there's your morning. There's what? Three. That's right, three days. So guess what? Christ had already been in the grave three days and three nights according to the scripture. That's right. So guess what? Christ did not resurrect on Easter Sunday morning. <laughs> Christ resurrected on the Sabbath, uh -huh. the beginning of the seventh day. Right. I understand that. Okay. See, Brother Ed think he's getting smart on me now. He said those seven should be fours. Two why, why, you think I, why you think I put that seven up here? You, you understand the reason why I put that seven up here? I put it there for a reason. Oh, okay. Thank, thank you very much. All right. Because it's seven day, you understand that too then? Oh, okay. Good. So then it can't be a four then. Well, for your information, See, that's, I told y'all about this Gorganian, <laughs> Roman, Christian thought. The reason why we had those one, two, threes up there so you could reckon the days, that's why we got this up here. Right. The reason why we had the seven right there so you'll know that it's the what? Seventh day. The only day in the whole entire book that has a name. Mm -hmm. Did y'all hear that? Mm -hmm. The only day in the whole entire book that has a name. So Christ resurrected during this period, 
the seventh day Sabbath. The reason why Mary and the other Mary did not come to the sepulcher until the first day or so-called Sunday is because they were resting according to the commandment. Amen. Amen. Did y'all see that? They were resting according to the commandment. Amen. Now watch this. Watch this now. When we read the scripture, go to John 20 verse 1 again. The first day of the week. All right, watch this now. Now notice, first day of the week. Is that right? Are y'all getting this? All right. Because you know what happens. A time frame according to God, even in the morning, makes up what? One day. See, the Sabbath to us Israelites comes in on what the Christians call Friday night. Right. Is that right? That's right. All right. Now look at this. You got Friday night, then you have day. Is that right? You have day. Christ is already resurrected. Right. All right, now watch this. John 20, verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark. Isn't that something? The first day of the week come Mary Magdalene when it was yet what? Dark. This is when Mary is traveling. During this dark period right here. Y'all hear that? Because yep. it takes it even in the morning. Make up the first day. Amen. Make up one day, don't it? Yep. She came when it was yet dark, somewhere right in here. And read on. Unto the sepulcher and see if the stone taken away. And she seen the, the stone taken away. Now go to Luke 24, verse 1 again. Now upon the first day of the week. Upon the what? First day. Are we not in the first day right now? Yes. Are we not in the first day right now? Now, upon the first day of the week, read. Very early in the morning. Very early in the morning. Now, right here, very early in the morning, read on. They came unto the sepulcher. They came unto the sepulcher. See, very early in the morning. See, we got two records of counts we can put together. Mm -hmm. We know that they came somewhere right in here. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere right in here. That's when they was. You know the reason why, don't you? Y'all know the reason why? Because on the Sabbath, as soon as that day period goes out, it's the first day of the week for us Israelites. Right. To the world, it's called Saturday night. But to us Israelites, it's the beginning of the first day. Amen. Is that right? That's right. All right. Read on. Bring the spices which they had prepared and mm -hmm. certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And when they got there, when it was yet dark, when they got there upon the first day, day period time right here. Because ain't no two women going to be walking around, running around Jerusalem at night. Amen. It's not even advisable for women to be running around night here in America. It's true. When they got there, Christ had already been resurrected. Mm -hmm. Amen. There's your first day resurrection. That they try to tell you, but it's wrong. Amen. Christ had already risen. Yep. It don't tell. There's nowhere in the Bible tell you that Christ rose on the first day. 
Nowhere. You can't find it. It ain't there. It is not written. Isn't that something? Just because they came to the grave on the first day don't mean that he rose on the first day. Amen. When we look at the, the facts, when we look at the facts, and we reckon time the way that the Bible says, we have evening, morning, evening, morning, day one, day two. Even in the morning, even, even the morning right there, day three, we got three days that Christ was in the grave. Right. Is that right? What did the prophecy say? Three days. Three days and three nights. So we got three days and three nights. Mm -hmm. Christ resurrected Sabbath. Yep. As soon as it came in. Somewhere along that time. Sabbath. Boy, the world in trouble, ain't they? They in big time trouble. Marrying them, like the rest of the Jews, were probably in synagogue. Because there's a, a law in the Hebrews to not even bury bodies on the Sabbath. It says a lot. We, you know, we, we, there's much to be desired, brothers and sisters. So Christ resurrected on the Sabbath, not the first day. It's telling you, the record tells you that that's when Mary and him got to the sepulcher. That's right. That's right. It's not telling you that Christ raised on the first day. I don't know where you get that stuff from. Mm -hmm. I see, brothers, so this is what happens when you study to show yourself approved. See, when Christ said he was a light, what he's doing, he's bringing us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now what Christianity going to do when they've been teaching this lie all these many centuries. Hmm? Pretty sad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Now, Brother Shane, come on up here, Brother Shane. He had said something about 1 Corinthians. Um, he had said something about 1 Corinthians, how that we should be showing forth not the resurrection, but something. Come on, Brother Shane. Praise the Lord. Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll start at verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. It says, For I have received of the Lord. This is Paul talking to the Corinth church. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he was taking the Passover with his disciples. He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Verse 25, and after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. It's the what? The New Testament, New Testament in, my blood. in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For 
as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death. Resurrection? No, Lord's death. First early in the morning. The Lord's death. Easter Sunday morning. The Lord's death. Did he say the Lord's death? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just want to make sure yeah. I heard right. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what it says. That's right here. Yeah. Amen. You do show for the Lord's death. Ah, see, now, thank you very much, Brother Sam. That's our teacher. See, the problem is, brothers and sisters, the reason why Christians can't understand this is because they're trying to make a pagan philosophy fit into something that's holy. We know our heritage. We know who we are. It's not hard for us to understand the, the history book of our ancestors. We have a library, a wealth of knowledge sitting right up here in this book. Amen. We're Israelites. Hallelujah. We understand this. You know the reason why we can understand this? You see, because think about it. You've got to know the three times in the year that all males are supposed to appear before the Lord in the place that he chooses. And it ain't Christmas, it ain't Easter, and it ain't Thanksgiving. <laughs> the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, which is called Pentecost, and Trumpets, Tabernacles, Feast of Tabernacles. Are you following me? That's the three times. Now, Passover comes before unleavened bread. You have, to take the, you have to take the Passover, then you eat the unleavened bread. Then you have seven days of unleavened bread. And then from there, you go into the sheaf of first fruits, which the world, you know, Christianity, you forget about it. They don't understand this. But us Israelites understand this. And then 50 days after the sheep first fruits, you have the Feast of Pentecost, which was the giving of the law, the commandments. And that's why the prophets Jeremiah and Ezekiel said that God was going to put his law in your inward parts, in your heart, and he's going to give you his spirit. So when the day of Pentecost came, what happened? There were all different types of people. Let's go to that account just for a second. Acts chapter 2. There were only one type of people. Are y'all listening to me again? There were only one type of people scattered throughout the whole face of planet earth that would be in Jerusalem on the Feast of Weeks. And those were Israelites. And those Israelites came out of every nation. That's right. Amen. Ah. I'm, I'm saying all this because I'm busting up some theology. I'm busting it up good. We'll start verse 7. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak... Galileans. Now, not all these would speak Galileans. Now, all the people who were in the upper room apparently were of the same nation. Did y'all hear that? Same tribe. Galileans. But read on. 
And how hear we every man in our own tongue? There's the miracle. How hear, hear, hear we. I keep telling you, God gave you two ears for a reason. Not to shut them up. But to listen. I didn't say you had to listen to a bunch of foolishness either. How hear we every man in our what? Own tongue. In our own tongue. I'm sorry, folks. See, this is the reason why people have hangups with speaking in tongues. They bring their American mindset mm -hmm. and this American perspective. Amen. And they think because you don't speak a language that they can understand, they, they think automatically you're not speaking with tongues. But let me see. If they came out of every nation, right, and they mm -hmm. heard they, that how hear, hear we, hear we, mm -hmm. every man in our own, own tongue, tongue, read on. Wherein we were born. They were born mm -hmm. at these places. Mm -hmm. They were born at these places. Read on. Parthians. Parthians. I wonder what language the Parthians spoke then. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, any of you on authority on what the Parthians spoke? Then how do you know if something is of tongues or gibberish or not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on. These people juggling concepts and all. Anyway, praise the Lord. Come on, brother. And Medes? And Medes. I wonder what the Medes spoke. I mean, if you listen to these people today who have a, a rejection of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, who, who seem to be somewhat, or they fancy themselves to be somewhat of an authority, I don't know how people can they, today can be an authority over something they've never experienced or had. But yet still they tried. Truth is, there ain't nobody that we know of today that can understand the language of the Parthians or the Medes. So when I speak in tongues, you don't know what language that I'm speaking, but it's none of your business anyway. Because I ain't talking to you anyway. I'm talking to God. Ah. So they'll say, you're speaking in tongues, other languages. What? Speak Parthian authority. Speak the language of the medians. Come on. Let's hear it. Read on. And Elamites. Elamites. And the dwellers of Mesopotamia. Dwellers of Mesopotamia. Man, we got y'all see all the different nations we got right now coming up. And these people coming to all these tribes. Read on. And in Judea. And in Judea. In Judea. And Cappadocia. And we know Judea was Hebrew. Right. I got that one down. Yeah, there. that's one. Yeah. Okay. And Cappadocia. <laughs> and in Pontus. Pontus. Asia. Asia. Man, we all up in we all up in Europe and over in Asia and in 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 Young Sung Young Food territory. And, come on, brother. Phrygia and Pamphylia. Pamphylia. And Egypt. Egypt, man, we in Africa. Or we in the we in Kemet. Or Mizraim. The land of Ham. Man, we you mean are y'all seeing what's taking place right now? We got all of these Israelites scattered abroad. Israelites, you ain't getting no, you are not getting no Europeans. And no Africans and no Asians to come to Jerusalem for the Feast of Weeks. No, sir. Only Israelites. Amen. Only Israelites. Obey the Most High. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's given us a complete record of where the Israelites were scattered abroad, just like the prophecy said. Amen. But they did not forget their Hebraic roots. They were in the place where they should have been on the day of Pentecost. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. 
Why? Read on. And in the parts of Libya. Libya. About Cyrene. Cyrene. And strangers of Rome. Rome. Man, they were all over Kemet, wasn't they? And strangers of what? Rome. Rome. What? Strangers of what? Rome. Rome. What color white white folks in Rome? White. And they were where? In Jerusalem mm -hmm. on the day of what? Pentecost. Huh. Did y'all hear it? Uh-huh. All these people showed up from all these different places. More than that. Read on. Jews and proselytes. Jews and proselytes. Cretes and Arabians. Crete Arabians? Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me there were some Israelites that were Arabians too? Yep. Read on. We do hear them speak in our tongue. In our tongue, Hebrew. The, the wonderful works of God. The wonderful works of God or whatever language that they came from. See, the miracle was in the hearing. One people were Galileans. And they were speaking in such a way that they heard in their own languages. Now, let me see. Hmm. Let me look at this thing. Because, you know, we have a lot, a lot of people who fancy themselves to be scholars. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So, I want, I want an American to come and interpret my tongues. Because i got to be speaking either from Partons, Medes, Emulites. Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Ponta, Asia, Pergamon, Pamphylia, Egypt, Libya, Cyrene, Rome, Jews, proselytes, Cretes, and Arabians. I got to be speaking one of them because, I mean, it's amazing. Them people, hey, you, you realize how many people we just got finished going over? Mm -hmm. I could be speaking in any one of those languages, but I got a stupid American calling himself a Christian who don't even know my history, don't even know my people. Don't even know my heritage, who are not even Jews, gonna tell me that God gave me the Holy Spirit that I'm not speaking with tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. That is about stupid. <laughs> if I can just use that word. Well, then we Israelites know that that word stupid is the word brutish, knowing. But they don't understand that. They understand stupid. I just got finished seeing, now watch this. Every human being covering every color of the spectrum of the human race in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, on the day of Pentecost, Amen. keeping the feast. Amen. I wonder who's Esau now. <laughs> Amen. Well, we thank the Most High yes, sir. for this beautiful, wonderful teaching. We try to keep it as simple as possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to be going more also because we're heading into the fall feast. Um, Y'all going to have to forgive me because I didn't bring up. I went down and made copies. I'm making them three months in advance. Um, I, I've got Hebrew calendars that I want to give everybody so we can make sure um, that we keep the proper times. It, it, I'm sorry. Brothers and sisters, but I, I don't have no Gorganian calendars to give you. You want one, you can go down to co-op, and they'll get you one for free. You know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, Brother Ed. Can you forgive me? Yes, sir. Okay, praise God. I'm glad you can forgive me, brother. I need somebody to forgive me. Huh? 
But I told you, you're Israelites. Amen. And the reason why this worked, you see, there was a reason why the people perished back then. It's because of their hardness of heart. And that's the same reason why people are going to perish today is because of their hardness of heart. Can you imagine people who are ignorant? It's, I don't know what. About God's days, God's time period, going to sit in judgment against you. We have just about become retarded, spiritually retarded in this society. Amen. Can you imagine somebody judging me? Don't the Bible say let no man judge you? What is that? Colossians. Uh, no, that's, that's Colossians 2, chapter, verse 16. Let me make sure I get it. We'll finish on this note right here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Colossians 2.16. Read, brother. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink. Don't you people, y'all stop judging me now. Remember, you ain't supposed to judge. So don't be judging me because I don't eat pork. You keep eating the swine. Get your fill of it. Eat it all you want, Christians. So you stop judging me for not eating it. When that, see, the Bible's written to us, Israelites. Amen. So it's telling us to not let you pagans to judge us in meat or in drink. Mm -hmm. You folks leave me alone because I drank wine. And I'm going to drink that wine and I'm going to drink some new wine. Hallelujah. And I get a stomach infirmity, I'm going to drink some more wine. <laughs> I get a cut on my flesh, I'm going to pour some wine in it. I wonder where I get this stuff from. I wonder where I get this stuff from. Where I get this stuff? You know, Micah said that if a man raise up and speak against, be, speak against strong drink, you'll make him your prophet. So when y'all reading Colossians 2.16, which says, let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink, don't let Christianity or these Christians try to play reverse psychology on you. Don't let nobody judge you because you don't eat pig, Amen. swine. Don't let nobody judge you because you drink wine. Amen. Sin is that ain't worried about it anyway. <laughs> That's true. Man. So let nobody judge you in meat or drink or what? Or in respect of a holy day. Or respect of a holy day and everybody is always uh -huh. want to take pastor down the task because I have respect for a holy day. Wow! Mm -hmm. And the book is telling me let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink of what? Or, res or, or respect of a, a what? Holy day. Of a holy day. Am I in proper order? Yes, sir. And I don't let nobody judge me. You know why? You want to see what I do. I keep on going. Amen. You're hearing as Israelites, don't you let nobody judge you right. in meat or drink or respect of a holy day. Or what? Or the new moon. Or the new moons. The new moons meaning when the months are. Read on. Or of the Sabbath days. Or of the Sabbath. Notice this says Sabbath days. days. See, the first, in, the first feast of all feasts is the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. That's the first of all feasts. And then you have the seventh day. Then you have the seven other feasts. Three and, three and seven. Feast of unleavened bread. Feast of Passover. Sheep of first fruits. Feast of weeks. Blowing of trumpets. Atonement. And tabernacles. Isn't that amazing how I can talk about this and rattle this stuff off? Huh? 
Now, let me see if I can write off some Christian festivals. Let me see. Let me see. You know, because Christian festival is not in his book. Isn't that amazing how Christian is trying to take our book and hijack our faith and our heritage and try and turn it against us? Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't nothing but liars. You know, I'll tell you what y'all do. I'll tell you what y'all do. Hmm? I'll put me a tassel right here. So, see, I'm a Jew. You can come and grab a hold of this hymn right here. Because until you say, blessed he's come in the name of the Lord, you ain't going to be saved. And what you need to do is say, we're going to follow your God. Amen. Oh, never mind. Amen. Ain't that what the book says? That's right. They're going to take a hold of Jews and say, we're going to follow your God. Mm-hmm. Or you can take a hold of one of these Jews in here. They don't live with me. Ain't this good teaching? Yes, sir. Is this not good understanding? Mm-hmm. I hope, I'm glad y'all enjoyed this. Amen. I forgot my train. Oh, I was going to try. It's too strenuous, too complex for my simple mind. I just simply can't rattle off all those pagan days. It's just, it's, it's going to hurt, brother. So they just, I mean, even the thought of them, you know, makes your finkster muscle want to tighten up. Boy, it's just, ooh. <laughs> we bless the name. Of Jesus. Amen. Sweetest name I know. Amen. Have y'all been edified? Yes, sir. Blessed be the name of the king. Didn't mean to keep y'all so long, but it was necessary. Hallelujah. There are going to be many Israelites that's going to be able to view this and they're going to be edified by it. As a matter of fact, now that we've got a decent recording of it, you know, I can fine tune it here and there, here and there, but it's good enough. It's good when it just comes like the way it is. Now you're going to have everybody under the sun going to start coming out talking about it. Amen. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Elder Doug made a very, very good chart. Just that only one problem, we can't transfer it to Word. Very good chart. I mean, he got it. Is that not, is that not on time, brother? Oh, yeah. Look at that, brother. That's nice. I mean, he got it. He got it. Yeah. I mean, you did a good job, Elder. Mm-hmm. Did a nice. wonderful job. I mean, a wonderful job. He even separated. Uh, he put the days, then he put the scriptures, and then he put the time that everything happened. So what I want to do is, uh, Elder, I'm going to get you to make about 30 of these things, okay? And you give me 30 and I'll keep them. Hallelujah. See, there's many people out there. Some of y'all by now should have a book at least that thick with all the stuff we've given y'all. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> over the years. Y'all should have just broke down and just bought a nice little mm-hmm. folder and mm-hmm. keep all this wealth of knowledge because you're going to have to refer back to it often. But this is, this, is, this is good right here. This is really good. He did a good job. So we'll include that. Wish I could put it up on the website. But anyway, cast not your prayer full swine. Give not that which is holy unto a dog. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for these words of truth. We pray only that this sin sink deep down in our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless y'all. The king is coming. <laughs>